Welcome, everybody, to episode 15 of the WP Mainline Podcast for Friday, October 15, 2021. I'm your host, Jeff Chandler, joined by my fresh off of Thanksgiving weekend Canadian friend, Malcolm Peralti. Malcolm, how are you doing, sir? Doing well. Uh, oh, you better have be. been sufficiently turkey-fied on uh, Monday, and uh, now here we are on Friday, and I, I think we just finished all of the turkey, re- like all the Thanksgiving-related food, so uh, there was a lot of leftovers. Did you uh, encounter one of those post-turkey naps? I did not. I've been oh. far too busy for that, unfortunately. Ah, Jesus, isn't that the life of all of us? Too busy. Can't even enjoy a turkey-fied nap. Nope. Uh, unbelievable. So, what? What's your? Um, so, what was your spread up there? Is it? Is, I wonder if it's the same down here. Is it uh, turkey stuffing, cranberry sauce, all that stuff? Yeah, it's it's pretty much exactly what you'd expect it to be in okay. my family. Yeah, uh, we also had ham for people that don't like turkey and mm. the peas and corn, mashed potatoes. Uh, yeah, just a huge spread, and then like pumpkin pie, apple pie, uh, ice cream, whipped cream, the whole nine yards. Oh man, Thanksgiving is my favorite time of year. It's my favorite holiday during the whole year because you're pretty much guaranteed a great meal. And and if you do it right, you have great meals the rest of the week until you're like, you don't want to deal with turkey or ham anymore. (laughs) Yeah, it's 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 pretty crazy for sure. All right. So uh, for those listening, my apologies about last week. There was no episode Last week, last week was a bad week. Things kind of went to hell in a handbasket over the weekend. I just wasn't feeling it. But that's all in the past. Here we are, Friday evening. That kind of feels like old times doing a show, recording at night. Here, it's just, this is pretty cool. Let's get into the news of the week because there is a lot of it. And we'll start off with the big news. Uh, today, people were kind of waiting to see. Today was the deadline for features in WordPress 5.9, whether there would be a go or no go. And we found out earlier today that everything that's slated to WordPress 5.9 is a go, which is great news, especially for those out there who are looking forward to full site editing, uh, the 2022 theme, block themes, site editor styling patterns, all that stuff, navigation block. So uh, it looks like everything's kind of on track to be released with WordPress 5.9. And speaking of full site editing. I wanted to get your take. Have, have you dabbled with full site editing? Have you, have you messed around with themes in this area yet? I mean, do you even have any idea what it is? Do you understand it? Uh, I have some understanding of it, but I have not used it myself. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Me neither. <laughs> you know, and I should, I should be like one of those people who, uh, who knows what full site editing is all about, but I don't, but apparently it is from my understanding and I could be wrong. I, I often am, <laughs> but full site editing is the idea of being able to edit all the things. So apparently everything on your website would be able to be edited via the black editor. It'd be blackified uh, right. some way, somehow. So uh, 2022 is actually going to be a black based full site editing theme. It's going to be the new default theme. Um, I like it. Uh, I've already, I already like the design of it because it features birds and I'm a bird. I'm a bird guy, bird brain. I, I like watching birds and uh, this, this theme um, highlights uh, birds pretty well. But uh, speaking of 2022, the goal of this default theme is to create a, a strong foundation for features such as theme.json. And there's going to be very little CSS. The, the goal is to use as little CSS as possible. It's going to be built uh, for full site editing first. 
Um, the styles will be configured through, like I said, the theme.json file and edit- editable through global styles. And the theme development team will continue to work closely with Gutenberg contributors to build design tools in the block editor that enable that goal. Now, based on the features that are coming in WordPress 5.9 and how this theme is going to depend on those, it looks like uh, you're only going to be able to use 2022 with 5.9 or above. So don't expect this is it's kind of a departure from yeah, default yeah. themes of old. But I mean, that's what the default theme should be, in my opinion, is kind of pushing that boundary of what you can do with WordPress. I mean, otherwise, it's kind of what's the point, right? I, I love the idea that they are thinking about integrating you know, new features or developing new features specifically to kind of push that barrier um, forward. When I looked at the uh, Go No Go link that you posted, I laughed because, I mean, it felt like every second word was block, right? Block <laughs> themes and the block the new 2022 block theme and the myriad of design tools, including block gap and a navigation block and an improved block interactions. And I was just like, holy smokes, everything is just all about the blocks. And I think some of that has to do with making sure that 2022 um, as a theme works really well and works really uh, in in that kind of slick way that we would hope it would work. Um, I was talking to uh, my co-founder of Press Titan, uh, David Krug, and he's not super excited about this theme. Uh, at all uh he he didn't see anything in there that that made him go like this is the theme for me um we've been using bloxy a lot and really enjoying what it provides and i think you know we're kind of holding that on the pedestal kind of and saying like if anything like if if this theme doesn't have those kinds of abilities to kind of quickly change things in the customizer like bloxy does uh, i think it'll be kind of a loss uh in in my in my mind um because that's kind of you know, the new kind of baseline expectation of, of what these themes can do out of the box. You remember back in the day when the idea of creating a default theme, I mean, this is way back. What's the earliest default theme we have? Is it 20, there's 2010, 20, it's got, I think it's 2010 was the first default theme in WordPress. And uh, I remember the conversations back in the day, even before then, like the idea was why, why isn't there a theme that theme developers can use. It, it's like a, uh, it's like theme school. You build the theme and it's, it, it, it uses everything that WordPress has to offer, or you can use it to showcase what WordPress is capable of. And then other theme authors can look into that theme and develop on top of it or take things away from that or learn from it. I, you know, with default themes over the years, do you, do you, do you look at them and is that kind of how they've been designed or how they've turned out? I don't think, I don't think they're, I don't think they're as much as a uh, an, an educational footprint as it is. And I also don't think some of them take full advantage of everything WordPress has to offer. But then again, That's it's true. a default theme. It's a baseline. Uh, I probably have, I've probably set too high of expectations. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean. And, and plus they're getting this done within, uh, you know, a few months time frame. this theme. So it's not like they've had all year to build uh, 20, uh, 2022, but this new default theme actually relies on features that are going to be in 5.9 and were not available beforehand. So it was kind of impossible to build a 2022 the way they want to do it and take advantage of full site editing because right. what they needed wasn't there. So Now, there, there were themes that were shipped with WordPress before there were these like default themes. I remember... Um, well, there's there like Kubrick. Kubrick and yeah. Classic. And Kubrick is the theme that I always, in my head, always like. Lou had it with rounded corners. 
Yeah. Man, that brings me back. Wow. Um, we've come a long way from there. And I think oh, that, yeah. I think that, you know, a lot of people, you know, who are new to WordPress might look at this theme and kind of wonder if it's for them. And I think we, you know, every time they do a default theme, for those that haven't been around for as long as we have, every time they do a default theme, I think the first question everyone asks is, who's this made for? Um, you know, and I, I think we've had that since default themes were in existence. And I think this time, who this is for are people that are interested in kind of pushing the boundaries of blocks in WordPress and how blocks can kind of, um, you know, create this full site editing experience to kind of not necessarily replace page builders, but uh, to show that we almost don't necessarily need them for every kind of implementation of WordPress at this point. Yeah, I, I think that FSE, full site editing, has become a buzzword, buzzwords. I think that out in the outer ring of the WordPress community or users, I think the people they're following or the news they've heard or through the grapevine, I think a lot of them have heard about full site editing, but maybe don't quite know what that means or what that entails. So I think it's great that the default theme 2022 will ship with WordPress. So it gives users an opportunity to play around with it and experiment and see for themselves what full site editing means, and then maybe take some of those lessons and transcend those into what the future of themes is going to be for WordPress. Because every theme developer that that I've I've talked to or I've seen on Twitter or has looked into what the full site editing is and the future of blocks, they're all super, super excited about this these global styles, theme.json, and the complete reimagination of, of building themes. It almost seems like we're on the precipice of, a, of another one of those uh, milestone events where the post editor was replaced with Gutenberg, the black editor. You know, I, I, I now that to me was one of those monumental shifts. You know, if you're looking at a timeline of, of, of the history of WordPress, that to me was a milestone marker. I think full site editing in WordPress is another one of those will be uh, one of those uh, milestones. Yeah, I, I, I think I agree with you. I th- I think, though, every time we hit those milestones, one of the things that people need to remember, too, though, is it usually means that we filter out a group of people who were more able or willing to be involved in the project before those milestones existed. Um, I think that this full site editing stuff will kind of, again, filter out some people who are maybe not as strong at, you know, um, PHP and JavaScript and development and React and all this stuff. So, you know, I'd be super interested to kind of get more time with people who are developing with this new mindset in place. Um, maybe get Brian back to kind of walk through what this will mean for something like frost WP going forward or um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I'd be super interested to get their take on it because again, way over my head, what they do. And at the end, at the end of the announcement post, we, they, they mentioned that uh, we've, We've come to look forward to a new default theme arriving every year, every December, that major version of WordPress, those three months, that time period was usually the time when we would expect to see a new uh, default theme. But they mentioned that themes are in a transition period today, and they said that it seems like this may be a reasonable time to step back and to reevaluate the annual cadence with which we build default themes. I'm reading from the announcement post here, quote, mm-hmm. innovations like theme.json, black templates, and black patterns are making theme development far simpler and are providing new ways for users to customize their sites. There's reason to believe that the community can leverage all of this to build more frequent and diverse theme and customization solutions for our users in the coming years, end quote. So that could mean 
maybe more than one default theme during the year. Maybe they could, it could happen every major release. I don't know. I mean, I, oh, I, they're, 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 I took it the exact opposite direction. I assumed that that meant that maybe we'd see a default theme, you know, every two years or every three years, um, because the expectation in that text makes me think that there's there's so much variety and options that will and do exist already hmm. that the WordPress team that are developing this stuff doesn't necessarily need to take time, you know, and resources to kind of continue to do these default themes. All right. Yeah. So, so basically instead of doing it once every year, maybe once every two years, really showcase what, you know, the what's advancements that, that are, yeah. yeah, what's new in WordPress. And because of all these things that they're building in, you know, themes being far far simpler to develop that yeah there there's going to be a wide variety of innovations taking place without the need to have i guess without the need to have a default theme every year i I didn't see it that way that's a good perspective now i i kind of wonder i kind of wonder if uh they're going to come up with a plan to phase away these default themes uh, if, you, if you you know in wordpress one of the you read security articles and all these things and it says anything you're not using whether it's plugins or themes delete from your site mm-hmm. well every time if you delete all the themes you're not using as soon as you update to a major version of wordpress here comes all those default themes <laughs> back into your back in your install so i wonder if uh, they're just going to get i wonder how they're going to phase them out if they ever plan to phase them out i really think they should i mean uh, the you know the zip file that you get when you install WordPress is just getting bigger and bigger, and maintaining all of these themes has to be kind of a development burden. Um, and I mean, 2010 was released, you know, over 10 years ago now. I mean, how many how many things on the web can you say that about? It's still included. Like what? So uh, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's time to get rid of some of these older default themes and just kind of. Maybe do the last two or something like that. Well, like they said, with WordPress 5.9 and the way 2022 is going to be built and it's going to be a black full site editing first theme that I don't think you're going to be able to, you're not going to be able to do things in 2022 that you, uh, what am I trying? You, You won't be able to, the things that you're going to be able to do and accomplish in 2022 you're not going to be able to do in the, in the default theme prior to that, because it's not going to be built for full site editing. So I, I, I think it makes a good time to just, here's the line. We're going to start fresh from 2022 moving forward and all these other themes. If you want them, you can find them in the WordPress theme directory, but they're no longer going to be bundled with the core product. You, you know, if you really want to prove that these new themes that are coming out, like if you really want to prove how amazing 2022 is um, someone, you know, take some time and, uh, make 2022 look like 2010 and 2011 and 2012. <laughs> like, I mean, if, if it's so easy to be able to adjust the, how the look and feel of it and, uh, and roll out these other kind of like designs um, using 2022 as a base, like prove it, um, replace these using the new software. And the last thing on 2022, if you don't want to download core or trunk or whatever, but you still want to check it out, give it a test ride, see it at least from the front end, you can, Keep track of its progress by visiting 2022, all numbers, wordpress.net. And we'll have a link to that in the show notes. And if you visit that, you'll be able to see what the theme looks like in use right now. And as it's being developed and new features are created for it, there'll be uh, 
patched into this version and people will be able to interact with the theme live. So I, that's, uh, that's pretty cool. I don't know if they've ever done that for any other default theme that I know of. Uh, so there has been a proposal for a new team this week, the performance so team. Excited. So excited. And what this proposal basically, basically, this proposal was undersigned by uh, people who are employed by, by Yoast and by Google and there's some other uh, community folks involved with this. But they, but they say that uh, the problems that they're trying to solve is that while research shows that fast websites can provide a better user experience, increase engagement, benefit SEO, increase conversions, and be more economically and ecologically friendly. And they've posted some performance graphs and WordPress and especially WooCommerce do not fare well mm-hmm. against other platforms such as Shopify, Squarespace, Wix, and Duda. And I've, I've kind of seen Duda mentioned here or there on, uh, on Twitter. I'm not familiar with it, but uh, I, I am, it's not completely foreign to me. But if you look at uh, so the performance graph numbers for CMSs on mobile clients, WordPress, WooCommerce, has a lot of shortcomings there as well. And now, first of all, someone said that it's kind of awkward to make these comparisons because Shopify, Squarespace, Wix, those are software as a service. They they have more of an ability to tighten down and control the infrastructure and the code and the hardware and, and things of that nature versus WordPress has to be able to run on a myriad of different uh, software and hardware setups. But with that said, uh, it's just, uh, they're looking to create a team to focus on the performance of WordPress because uh, WordPress could actually become a solution that is not preferred uh, if, if people, if those types of users care about their search engine rank placement. Uh, so slow websites just don't rank as well as fast websites. That's, that's what the research has shown. And uh, this proposal will allow the team to get together. There's power in numbers. And I'm kind of surprised that there hasn't been a performance team created like 10 years ago. But, you know. Wow. That, <laughs> hey, that would have meant admitting that WordPress had a performance problem. And that's been something that a lot of the leadership in WordPress has had a really hard time with. I remember WordPress, between WordPress 2 and 3 anyways, there was a lot of talk about how performant WordPress was. And, you know, if you had any kind of performance issues, like Matt Mullenweg himself would come on down, down from on high and like help you solve them because WordPress.com proves that WordPress performance uh, can be amazing no matter the scale of traffic and no matter what you do with it and what you need it installed on it or what kind of functionality you need. And so it's, it's very refreshing for them to finally say, look, like we could do better in terms of performance. I think they're coming out and saying, we have to do better or else, you know, this, yeah. this, it, it almost comes across that way because of the search engine placement and what have you. And, you know, that the last time I remember performance being a big talking point was when Matt Mulloway came out on stage. It was uh, his, during his state of the word, he basically said, look at these performance gains you can get by switching from PHP five to, I think it was PHP seven at the mm-hmm. time. And he says, all you got to do is switch and boom, you immediately get these performance gains. I actually did that one time and I got to experience the performance gains myself. It, it, it immediately, I, I saw an improvement in speed 
uh, on my website, just switching from PHP 5 to 7. But, but what's interesting in reading this proposal and reading the tons of great comments on here, and by the way, the proposal, I think it's got the green light, so it's going to become uh, a real thing, the real deal, mm-hmm. uh, um, is that performance is, is a very wide net. I mean, it encompasses multiple layers, multiple factors, efficiencies, uh, the way code is compiled, the way code is enqueued, you know, uh, code that's, that's run or code that's loading, even though you're not using it, but it's still there. I mean, there, there's like, I, I was reading through this and I'm like, man, this is, and it was even mentioned by people that, that the, that the change the performance of WordPress and to make it performant is a monstrous ship that's going to take a lot of time to solve, to get right, to turn and get it facing in the right direction. But, you know, it's what better time than now to, to get a bunch of people who are interested in, in doing it to, to get involved. And hopefully there are people from different web hosting companies that get involved and become part of this, because I think web hosting companies probably have the most to gain and have the most vested interest in having a performant WordPress, because the more performant WordPress is, the less of a resource hog, <laughs> the less resources it uses on their hardware and their software. And all users benefit from a more performant WordPress. So I'm all for it. And I'm probably going to be one of those people who uh, I'll, 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 I'll try to contribute to the team or with any feedback, but Hey, I'm not, I'm not going to complain if I install WordPress update and boom, everything's just suddenly faster. <laughs> no, I, I mean, for me, it's, it's, there's a business aspect to this too, right? If I can have a website run better, faster, in a more performant way, or use less server resources, then that's, that's a really good thing for me. And then secondarily, um, you know, some of the stuff that I'm working on or working with in terms of client stuff for, for Canberra creative, um, you know, the, the, the amount of caching and cash priming and all these things that we're trying to do to kind of make sure that we create the best performance for users possible is, you know, kind of doing workarounds to make WordPress better and I would love it just to be kind of just mm-hmm. better out of the box. I mean, I remember at one point having an issue with how uh, indexes in the WordPress database were set up. Um, and, and it was like a default issue, but it only exists if you had over like a hundred thousand posts on your site. And of course I was running a website with like nearly half a million articles on it and running into this indexing issue. So, um, you know, there's some low hanging fruit, but there, this is, this is not an easy thing. And especially if we want to continue to kind of have that backwards compatibility, um, if we want to kind of retain a lot of the expectations on how things function and, and look, um, there might be some major structural changes that need to happen to really kind of have these performance solutions be put in place. And Mark Jakewith, who's a very smart individual and who's going to be part of this performance team made a lot of great points in his comments. And he says that the biggest performance issues that he has with WordPress these days are related to front end performance and the asset pipeline. He says, you can always just throw a page cache around WordPress to get HTML delivery down below 150 milliseconds. But he says many web, many WordPress hosts have this built in, but your performance problems are far from being solved by merely delivering HTML quickly. So then he goes on to describe that WordPress has no direct support for deferring style loading. It has no system for critical theme styles, 
For JavaScript, it has no support for defer, async, or type equals module, or no module. He says the default is to load all scripts in the header. WordPress itself shoves its extra code for emoji and the black library into the header. WordPress also injects JavaScript code and styles that eschew the asset pipeline altogether and directly attach to WP head and WP footer. And then he mentions that the big Achilles heel plugins and all this plugins just directly barf out bespoke script tags that are difficult to alter. And by the time that you've added 10 plugins to your site, your odds of having jQuery loaded in the header on every single page load are extremely high. He says that no one is incentivized to be a good citizen including WordPress itself, because there's always someone else who is polluting worse than you. And he says in quotes, if jQuery is already enqueued by something else, well, I guess I better use it. Somewhat developers. So he ends his comment by saying it's a huge problem and fixing it is going to take a lot of effort, willpower, and time. It's worth doing. If WordPress front-end performance continues to decline, the project is going to cease to be a viable option for any site that cares about its SERPs. And and when you after you read his comment and you mentioned about plugins and performance teams and, and it, you start to realize, boy, this is this is going to be a tough nut to crack. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be everyone on board. Yeah, I, I it's it's not going to be easy. And there's so many aspects to it. Right. Uh, I don't know about you, but like WordPress search, both in the front end for users and in the back end, um, when you're searching through posts or looking through the media library. Like there's so many areas of performance improvement that just needs to happen. Um, I just, I don't even know how they're going to start to tackle this. It's going to be very interesting to see how they prioritize things. Like, do they do kind of focus more on that front end user experience? Um, when do they focus on the administrative experience? I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> I was just thinking back. You remember those days of, of the dig effect and you'd visit the site and it'd be yep. a white screen of death and everyone's yeah. like, well, that site's crushed really it. Impressed. Yeah, <laughs> hug of death. Well, I know how to fix it. Just stick a caching plugin in there. <laughs> That'll oh, fix yeah. it. <laughs> that fixes everything. Yeah, yeah, cash. Oh, boy. I... Did, so that there was actually, I know the performance team had mentioned this. They said in their proposal that they believe that CDN should actually stay as like plugin territory and not actually something with core. And I, I think anything that ties into a service it's probably best to be left as either a plugin or, or some kind of option to tie into and not having a CDN as, as part of a WordPress core. Yeah. I and I, I would, I would be interested, I'd be interested in them having like a, a core plugin that I would enable if I wanted to, to be able to kind of, you know, make JavaScript decisions or. Oh um, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. Um, I, I'm glad you brought that up because there were, there were quite a few comments that said that the foundation it's kind of already in place to educate users and developers with the site health check. You know, mm-hmm. WordPress now has the built-in, if you, it has a site health check and it tells you things about plugins that are disabled or things you need to turn on, on your host. And some developers are saying, well, what if we could use site health check to tell you uh, uh, queries that are taking too long to load or JavaScript that is, too big in size or too or JavaScript is being called from here or there. Like, like site health check would actually be a nice place to, to begin in terms of educating users and developers uh, to get more people on board with the whole, um, to get smarter with performance, uh, performant WordPress. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there you go. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, do you remember video press? 
Uh, who's what's it's? Oh. <laughs> See, I don't, I don't, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. But it's actually a service that Automatic launched back in 2009. It's their video hosting service. And if you've ever watched a video on WordPress.tv, then you have interacted with and seen the Video Press player, where they've just announced that Video Press has undergone a facelift. So now it's fully integrated with the post editor. Uh, there's drag and drop options now. Users can customize the player's colors to match the design of their site. There's also support for private video options, which opens up the possibilities of exclusive content. Uh, collaboration is easier now because multiple users can access an account. And because it's a paid service, there are no intrusive ads or branding. Now, Video Press is included in the premium business and e-commerce plans on WordPress.com. You get up to one terabyte of space, which uh, seems like a lot of space to me. Um, And if you run a self-hosted WordPress site, you can, VideoPress is now available as a standalone product. And this is where things get a little dicey in terms of what does that mean? Because I think you, uh, you know, you need Jetpack in order to use uh, VideoPress. Well, in this instance, the marketing team defines a standalone product as you no longer have to purchase the larger Jetpack bundles, i.e. the old premium plan or the current Jetpack complete plan to access a feature. You can simply pay for the single feature you would like. So you still have to use Jetpack to use VideoPress, but you can purchase a plan to where it's only VideoPress. And you know that's the only feature you're paying for. And I've noticed this trend now over the years. And I think it's it may be based on user or customer demand, or it might just be based on it's a lot easier to develop for and maintain, but they're, they're taking these things out of Jetpack, which used to be a behemoth plugin and all these different modules. They're taking those things out and they're creating these different bundled and packages and services. And I think they're going to get to a point where you can kind of do a la carte where you could just select different features you want and boom, it gets into your hosted Jetpack service, which I think is a good idea. You know, the, the days of, of loading Jetpack and getting everything all in one, or uh, I'm glad those are going into the past. Yeah, I think I think most people would be happy to see Jetpack split up into its you know requisite pieces, right? Depending on the functionality you want. Um, I still don't know what the value proposition here is. There are so many other services to do this with. I mean, Vimeo or even just YouTube or um, I mean, yeah, you you name it. So, you know, outside of WordPress.tv, you know, I'm, I'm I'm I'd be curious to know how many people, how many customers they have on VideoPress, yeah, how many, be, how many videos be. they're hosting, and mm-hmm, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd kind of like to know their reach. I mean, it's been out it's been out there for since 2009, and over the years, there's been revamps and improvements, but you know, it hasn't been one of those heavily marketed services, at least not in my opinion. Right. Um, so I'm just curious as to, I wonder, wonder what kind of reach it has. It, it obviously has enough reach to where it's still a viable service for them to continue offering and to continue work on. So, yeah, I guess. Well, I, I guess you couldn't just ask video press because if you ask video press, bye bye WordPress.tv. You don't want to do that. Right. <laughs> uh, so there you go. Oh, and by the way, if you, um, if anybody actually goes through the video press checkout, at least I did a few days ago, they've got a really nice coupon deal going on. So it's a pretty affordable, uh, it's a pretty affordable price for a year. If you decide to uh, purchase a plan with video press. 
So next up was a tweet by Josepha Hayden, executive director of the WordPress project. She uh, tweeted out what I consider a fun and interesting question because I always enjoy things that made me go back in WordPress time because that's kind of a, that's, that's where I've been. That's where I was. That's what I know. <laughs> and she says, think back to your first WordPress site. Do you remember which task first made you head to a search engine for learning? And she says that hers was creating menus. So I started thinking about it. And I was thinking about the days of using WordPress when I was creating my Web 2.0 review site. And I was using a free WordPress theme I found on the directory. And I was hacking and slashing, trying to add this and trying to add that. And I remember using a plugin and I had to Google how to change the plugins parameters in order to achieve the desired effect. You know, nowadays you go in the back end and plugins have knobs and buttons and things you turn and there's all these different options. Well, back in the day, there, there, there were no, a lot of plugins didn't have any UI. You had to actually go into the plugin files, look at the parameters and change some numbers around or change the order of the numbers. And that controlled maybe display order or the type of thing that was actually being displayed. So it was actually kind of modifying the parameters of a plugin uh, that uh, had me go to Google to figure out, to learn how that, how that process worked. And I got to tell you, um, I never could figure out how, how to add sidebars to themes. That always tricked me up with the register this and register that and naming this and naming that. I can't tell you how many times I've, ed- I've edited functions that PHP found ended up with a white screen of death. <laughs> Right. Over the over the years, um, so before I, I want to go over some of these other responses that I think is cool. But thinking back, what's what did you encounter? What what issue do you encounter first, where you had to Google the solution to WordPress? I mean, I I know you exactly even remember. What it was. Okay, I do. Oh, I do. Okay, so I was using a custom written PHP, um, not quite CMS system that I had built. Um, and my blog on that website was being powered by Blogger. And the first thing that I looked up when I got WordPress up and running was how to migrate from Blogger to WordPress. <laughs> and I, it was back before there were like import tools or, or export, like those kinds of things for WordPress. And I, I remember creating a PHP script to be able to like pull my content from Blogger and then I just like manually copy and pasted it into the WordPress editor in the HTML view and was good to go kind of. Um, but I remember looking it up on how to like trying to figure it out and see if anyone else had already done it. Uh, Justin Talak responded to the thread. He said that uh, 16 years ago, he actually, um, he visited the WordPress support forums and he was looking up how to fix or how to put a sidebar on a separate page. <laughs> <laughs> and, and nowadays you just click a page template or assign a template to it and there, and there you have it. Um, Eric said that it likely had something to do with creating the database. He was terrified of them back in the day. I'm still terrified of them. I'm still terrified of PHP, my admin. I try to avoid that area at all costs, even though nowadays I kind of know what I'm doing and what I'm looking for, but it's still PHP, my admin. It's like walking on, walking on coals. And Jake Spurlock and this one kind of made me laugh. He says, how to make list items be stars instead of bullets. And the reason I laugh is because I absolutely remember various tutorials being published on blogs throughout the WordPress community and how to change 
the bullet types. And I believe it was a change in CSS, like your CSS um, themes related to list items. And I believe I followed one of those tutorials one time and switched the bullets to an image I had. So a custom image of something to be able to tie into the uh, WP Tavern website. It was probably little beer mugs or something. <laughs> I changed that I had a set of bullets, had little beer mugs, which I thought was pretty cool. And then something that I clearly remember was a pain for so many people were drop down menus. Um, I know Brett, Brett Bummeter says that he was stuck on that for about nine months and how to create drop down menus. And then he says, I finally figured it out for pages as well as automatically putting some categories under a category. And then he says a week later, someone came out with some theme builder software and it was only a five minute process, <laughs> <laughs> which is funny. And then that kind of reminded me about uh, WooNav and WooNav was specifically created by WooThemes because they had so many customers that had so many issues of creating menus, drop down menus, and just a menu management system itself. And uh, WooNav actually became the foundation of the menu management system at WordPress 3.0. So just a little WordPress history there, but I, I thought it was a nice, a nice fun question there. And shout out to Bob WP, friend of the show. <laughs> he made me laugh because he he said he was impressed that so many repeat, so many people remembered what they first Googled about it. And Bob Bob replied that it's just been a blur to him. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Could that be an age thing? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just just messing with you, Bob. I love you, Bob. Uh, GoDaddy made some big news this week. Uh, they've created, uh, well, back in September, they created a uh, POS system. It's called GoDaddy Payments. And what they've done now is uh, their GoDaddy Payments point of uh, sale system is now fully integrated with WooCommerce online stores, which will make in-person payments quick and simple. So they talk about uh, people being able to make in-person payments and it'll affect things in the back end of WooCommerce immediately. You, you'll be able to see things take place immediately in addition to your online ordering. So they say that businesses will be able to securely accept, securely accept payments anywhere their customers are, whether that's at their storefront or on the go at events, farmers markets, or food trucks. They say that the dashboard provides business owners the state of their business in one snapshot. Uh, now, if you're, Thinking about fees, GoDaddy Payments offers transaction fees with 2.3% per in-person transaction and 2.3% plus 30 cents per online transaction. But they say that this saves businesses on average 20% off of their credit card transaction fees. And GoDaddy Payments does accept major credit cards and debit cards. And businesses are paid as soon as the next business day. So this was uh, this was making the rounds. And uh, I if you uh, get um, hosting WooCommerce hosting, which uh, GoDaddy Pro does offer, you get this as as part of the as part of the plan. It's just right there in your dashboard. So, I'd, pretty big deal if you're uh, if you're over there using GoDaddy and uh, you have a WooCommerce site on GoDaddy. Now you could do in person. So, I, I believe that would be mean you get to you could use like a, a mobile device. And have people yeah. pay on the spot, so, and then boom, it goes right into your accesses your store, which I, which is cool. Yeah, so they have like the little card reader with documentation, yeah. and that's like forty nine US dollars. And then they have their smart terminal, which is 
like more like the uh, dual screen kind of thing where there's a screen for the the cashier or the person check, checking your you out and then a screen for the customer to see kind of what they're getting and that's only 249 us dollars so um like they're all in on this and it's pretty cool yeah enjoy the the low uh transaction fees that's pretty cool i mean be able to to walk around and get people to to give you money buy your products and then boom it goes right into your to your store it's uh that's pretty nice uh speaking of godaddy I want to give a huge shout out to GoDaddy because they are the first company to financially support this show and the work that I do on WP Mainline. Thank you very much, GoDaddy, for helping me pay the bills. Yeah, yes, a round of applause, sir. Thank you very much. Um, And are you looking to increase your productivity? One tool that helps thousands of web developers and designers do more every day is GoDaddy Pro. Combining site, client, and project management, GoDaddy Pro is an all-in-one solution made by and for web professionals. Whether you're new to web design or looking to grow your business, you'll find free tools, products, guidance, and support to help you deliver results for clients. And at the heart of GoDaddy Pro is the hub. You may have seen the hub mentioned. There's a lot of things going on over there at GoDaddy with the hub. The hub is a very cool place, but the hub is an intuitive dashboard and the hub seamlessly brings your sites, clients, and projects all together. You can manage and monitor all of your clients' WordPress sites from a single place, no matter where they're hosted with a single click. You can perform bulk updates, backups, security checks, and more to save time and free up your day. And for more information, you can visit godaddy.com forward slash pro forward slash hub dashboard but the easiest thing to do is just visit the site visit the show notes say thank you to GoDaddy on twitter for helping to support me and this show uh very much appreciate it hero press hey how about the hero press and network boy the husband and wife duo over there tofu and kate DeRosa, they're they're little busy bees and uh, they've announced that the the launch of the hero press network which is a collection of content from various sites that they're working on putting in a centralized location. Now, according to Kate DeRosius, she says that its overarching goal is to be a hub and it will display the newest items from around the hero press network, as well as news from the community uh, that they're currently adding into the site. Uh, They can also post information that they think is helpful or educational. So right now the hub incorporates or the Hero Press Network incorporates Hero Press, Hallway Chats, WP Podcast, Find It WP. They also have a Slack group, which I've recently joined, and they have two additional projects in production. I got to imagine that, oh, well, it's already listed WP Podcast. That's a pretty cool place. So they're they're putting a lot of resources that are available in the WordPress community. And, and this, is, this happens from time to time. We go through these spurts of um, websites, gathering things and putting them kind of organizing them to be in in one location. And those are always beneficial uh, for the WordPress community. And uh, the WP podcast thing seems to be going pretty well. And I'm kind of interested to see what find it WordPress turns into. Uh, So congrats to Kate and Topher for the, uh, the launch of their hero press network and looking forward to seeing what that turns into. Mm Hmm. And something that recently came up in the WordPress community, uh, back in September, a gentleman by the name of Mark Zahara published a tweet mentioning that he had been contacted by someone in the WordPress community who was working on a post that would list some of the best plugins to use. But what set this email apart was that the author told him (laughs) that in order to be included in the post, you got to pay up, buddy. (laughs) I think it's funny to me. 
Um, the folks over at WP Scan received a similar email in August, and they published the exchange, which shows how much each position costs. If you wanted to be in position zero or the featured plugin position, you paid $199. For position one, it was $149. Positions two, three, and four are $119. Positions five and six, $99. Uh, WP Scan actually showed, um, showed in the email that they received. And based on uh, another tweet by Sahara, who shared a link to an article that was published on WP Hive, we now know which website was contacting these individuals and asking them or kind of much negotiating with them saying, hey, you know, we're going to do a best plugins list. If you want to be on it, you know, give us some money. And that's just that just rubs me the wrong way. I think it rubs a lot of people the wrong way, because if you go and visit WP Hive and you look at the article, you have no idea. You, you think it's their opinion as to what the best RSS feed plugins are for WordPress. And if you, if you knew ahead of time as a reader that based on those positions, the order that you're reading those in, that those developers or those authors paid money to be in that spot, I think it completely changes your perception and your outlook in the way that you, that you consume that information. Yeah. I mean, we should all probably be looking at all of these things with a, with a little bit of uh, like a questioning eye. But can you imagine if either of us had done that in our career? I mean, we wouldn't be here today to be able to have this podcast and you wouldn't be running WP Mainline. Like my, my that, trust would be gone or, you exactly. know, I, I think people, people might end up forgiving me over time, but I already know ahead of time. Look, and this is, and, and, the, and that's why the name of the article is being honest to readers is free. And, but losing trust is very, very expensive. And not only that, but now it puts into question every other article or comparison. Exactly. Done. Yes. It's, so it's, it's, it's not a one and done thing. Like you can't do this and then go back and be like, Oh, mea culpa. Like we only did it that one time. We'll never do it again. And you have to go, did you though? Did you like, and could I, we t- I tell really- you what, because of this, you know, I actually recently, um, was looking for an ad management plugin for WordPress. So you type, mm-hmm. what do I, I type into Google ad management plugin for WordPress or, or maybe best ad management plugin. And I get these posts from WP beginner and some of these other posts. And it's always the best ad management plugins and this, that, and the other. And I was viewing those articles. And because of what I read here from, you know, what we just mentioned in WP hive, I started wondering, I said, well, why is this plugin first? What, you know, was there anything going on here? Is this really the honest opinion of the, of the author? Do they really think, you know, this way about this plugin? Does it, were they paid for this position? Were they paid to write this? You know, now, now I'm asking myself all these questions and uh, yep. uh, what a bummer, what a bummer. And, and this crap like this is not good for the WordPress community because it's, it's just, if you're going to do it, just be honest with users to me, look, it's not a bad way to, I'm not complaining about this as a monet, way to monetize your content. It's, it's not, I have no problem with the monetization. The problem is in the transparency. Yeah, 100%. So, and it's kind of funny. Uh, Zahara actually saved himself from cash. He commented on the post and they actually published his comment. And in his comment, he had mentioned the plugin that, uh, uh, he's a part of called WPRSS Aggregator, which is a fairly popular plugin, which wasn't included in the list. And uh, uh, Sahara did not, or Sahara did not uh, pay the author to publish his comment. So 
<laughs> he ended up getting a link to his product on that post, but in the comments, it's kind of funny. Funny how that all worked out. Mm-hmm. And uh, so last but not least, something really cool happened this week on WP Mainline. Um, I got in touch with Joshua Daly, who is a uh, designer. He's part of the team, the Web3 WP team uh, that's doing the uh, Wapu NFT project. And I gave him an idea and I said, hey, what if uh, we created a boxcar you know, on the railway? Boxcars are already branded with the company name and all kinds of other information. So it just makes perfect sense. I said, what if we could create a boxcar and then have companies be able to brand them or put their logos on them. And each one would be custom designed and, and whatnot. And I said, do you think you could do it? He says, yeah, well, let me, let me try and whip something up just for fun. I'll give you a concept and, and let's try it out. And man, this guy, he had a home run. I was blown away by the concept. He even added little details like the, the red lug nuts on the axles, the springs. There's a little ladder. There's a little handle on the door on the box yeah, so, car it looks I mean, awesome it, it's worth saying like if you haven't gone to the wp mainline website recently and you're just like downloading this on your favorite podcasting app go check out the website you got to see this it's really really cool so the plan is uh, i've hooked up with him i've partnered up with him if you you can go to wpmainline.com and at the top of the website i've got uh there's two box cars that you'll see that show up it's pretty much my take on uh, banner ad display banner advertising, except these are ads you want to see. <laughs> you know, these are ad, these ads are cool, and they'll randomly show up there on the front page for 60 days for $500. You get to keep the boxcar and you could do whatever you want with it. But the boxcar will also go onto a I have a boxcar gallery page, so whatever design you get, I will put that boxcar onto that page. I will leave the link intact to whatever it is you want to link to, and it will live there. So these, these things are so cool that I felt like you know, it's, it'd be a disservice <laughs> to have them just disappear. So they're going to live on on the gallery page. So if you're interested in having a really cool um, train-themed banner advertisement and be part of this train via a boxcar, um, definitely go to the website, check it out. You'll find it under... Uh, there's a link at the top of the website that says ways to support me. It's the first one. It says custom boxcar banner design. Very much appreciate it. And the turnaround time is within a week. And I've got, uh, speaking of Bob Dunn, Bob WP, he's actually going through a complete rebranding right now for Do The Woo. And we got him a boxcar made and it looks awesome. People are going to love it. And I wish I could show it to everybody, but uh, I got to wait till November. <laughs> November? Yeah, because that's when it's branding. That's when his brain right. comes out, but I showed it to him and he, he absolutely loves it. He loved the first concept, which is which was awesome. So it's my take on display banner advertising. And I'm, I'm stoked that so many people in the WordPress community have, um, have uh, pretty much showed their appreciation. I just say it's a really cool concept and design and it blends in with the website. You don't have to block it. Now I just need to get uh, some more box cars made. So well, you also need an engine. You need to do like a WP oh. mainline engine at some point too, right? Because then, uh, okay. then that just completes the whole look. Yeah, I need an engine, but you, you know what else I need? I need the caboose. 
I gotta have I gotta have a caboose because yeah, you gotta put uh, uh, J, uh, Triple J, Triple J, and, oh. and I on the caboose. That'd be hilarious. Hmm. Ah, you know. All right, you may be onto something. You, you may <laughs> you may see something within the next week or two. We'll see. All right. Um, other than that, there's a lot of news to cover during the week. There were other things that took place, but you know, I can't cover it all. I guess I could, but I just there's only one Jeffro. All right, <laughs> so I'm trying to do the best I can. Other than that, Malcolm, got anything to add? Uh, I mean, if if you're not interested in the boxcar design, they can also support you through uh, the forty nine dollars oh. per year rail fan. Um, so Jeff, Jeff has these yearly ways to support, uh, makes the podcast continue to happen. If you want more of these episodes, please go over there and check it out. Um, he also has podcast advertising. Um, so if you want to kind of get your ad read on air, check that out as well. And, uh, of course I'm going to plug myself, uh, and then Jeff can tell you where to find him. And it's the reverse of normal. Cause I started talking. Nice. Uh, so, uh, you can find me on Twitter at find purpose. And uh, I work at Canberra Creative and Press Titan. So check me out there if you need any kind of help with um, getting a cool website developed or any kind of project developed. And uh, if you need web hosting, check us out at Press Titan. Capital T, dang it. <laughs> and where can, where, the, where can they find you, Jeff? Uh, you can find me uh, at Jeffro, J-A-F-F-R-0, or at WP Mainline on Twitter. Twitter, that's like my water cooler. That's where I hang out. You can also find me on the various Slack channels on, on the WordPress Slack, uh, HeroPress Slack, Post Status Slack, a big orange heart Slack. Um, I've actually recently joined the uh, Matt Medeiros. By the way, happy ninth birthday. Uh, the Matt Report turned nine years old. He's celebrating his ninth anniversary. So very cool. Kudos to you, man, for, for sticking it out this long. He's got this cool uh, project he's working on called WP Minute uh, News. Uh, news and views from from different people throughout the community i just recently joined his discord he's got a discord community so i don't know man jeff was being stretched a little thin here but uh <laughs> but we'll make it work we'll make it work uh, so that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast you can find show notes for this episode and all other episodes on wpmainline.com just click the podcast link and there you go and that's gonna do it uh So everybody enjoy your weekend and we'll talk to you again next Friday afternoon. So long, everybody.